Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. Joining me today on the podcast is Gabrielle Wright, our resident astrologist on thelightpathcollective.com. If you follow us on Instagram, you will have come across Gabrielle's post that she puts up every day that we host in stories to give us the insight to what the cosmos is doing. But today, Gabrielle and I go through Astrology 101, the basics of astrology, and she also shares with us why perhaps horoscopes are not your best source of information when it comes to interpreting you and the skies. I think you'll get a lot out of this episode and if astrology is something that intrigues you, you can learn how to use it effectively not only in your life but in your relationship with others. I hope you enjoy this episode. Gabrielle, welcome. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's so exciting to have you on to talk about astrology and really just to get a basic understanding of astrology. But before we get into tapping into your wisdom of the stars, as I always will ask uh, whoever is on here, what is your favorite quote? Um, I think my favorite quote would probably just be from Dr. Seuss. And I think that we've all heard it. And um, yeah, it's super common, but simply... Be who you are and say how you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. And I think it's just really important to take on with us because I think a lot of us, and we'll talk about this today, it's so much in astrology, like we just self-sabotage and sell ourselves short of what we really want and what we deserve in life to make other people happy. But the people we're making happy aren't really the people who doesn't really matter in the end anyway. Oh, that is so true. I love that. And the wisdom of Dr. Zeus, it sounds so simple and we often associate it with little children's books, but actually um, I love, you know, his take on life and it's so true to live in our authenticity. It doesn't really matter what other people think. And if it matters to them, they're probably not our people. Exactly. Oh, I love that. Okay, so I'm sure that many people who are listening in, myself included, have been interested in astrology from a young age. I remember growing up definitely being interested in reading my horoscope and knowing what my star sign is. But having worked with you um, so much over the last couple of years, astrology is so much more complex and wise than that and can really help inform uh, who we are and most importantly, who we're evolving into being. Yeah, absolutely. So when we map our stars, I just kind of want to get an understanding here of the basics of astrology. So astrology 101. So as an astrologist... What do you think is the most important thing for people to know about themselves under the lens of astrology? So I would say under the lens of astrology, the most important thing would be to look at your birth chart. This is like from my perspective of astrology. Look at the whole thing, first of all, from this perspective of this is what my soul wanted to learn coming into this lifetime. 
And then once you sort of have that perspective of it, so it's not so much this is who I am, but it's more this is who I'm trying to evolve into being. This is the experience that I want to learn. And so when we take that perspective, then we can look at our sun sign and look at our moon sign and rising sign. They're probably the basics of our personality um, and see it. Because I think a lot of the time people might look at their sun sign and be like, I don't really resonate with that. Like, that's not who I feel like I am, but that's who you're learning to embody. Okay, I love that. So it's not like we come with this blueprint of this is who you are. It's here's some beautiful insight to teach us who we're here to potentially be. Yeah, and the experiences our souls really wanted to learn and what we wanted to, yeah, who we wanted to play with and what we kind of wanted to, yeah, embody in this lifetime. Okay, so interesting that you say some people don't resonate with their sun sign because, you know, I grew up thinking, oh, okay, I'm Cancerian, this is who I am. And so when I look at my sun sign, you know, am I embodying that or just because it is um, true or am I embodying that because it's who I understand myself to be? Oh, interesting. <laughs> Do you, because, you know, I read the horoscopes or yeah. I hear the, the um, this is what a Cancerian is like. Yeah. So did I kind of mold into that or is it actually who I am? Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I think that's really interesting. Like, I mean, for you, I, I do see you very much in your like Cancerian energy and I think we are a part of all of our chart. Like we're part of our sun, we're part of our moon, you know, part of our Venus and our Mars, they all play a part in who we are and they all come out. Um, I think there's another thing with sun signs especially. Um, were you born in the daytime? I was oh no, yes I was. I was born at one fifty PM. Yes. Okay, so you were ruled by the sun then because the sun was what was high in the sky at the time you were born. So oh. I was born at night time. Oh. So people who are born, yeah, sometimes it goes like that. The people who are more born at night time can be more, relate more to their moon sign because that was what was actually up. That was what they could see. Oh, I've, I never heard that before. Yeah. That's so interesting. Okay, so can you talk us through what a sun sign is, what your moon sign is, and what a rising sign is. Because if they're the basic, you know, if you're going to get a basic understanding of astrology and who you are or who your soul came to be, what did those three things speak to? Okay, so I think um, starting off with the sun sign, obviously the sun sign is the one that everybody knows. It's mm-hmm. like everyone's dad even knows their sun sign. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> um, so basically it was it stays in the same sign for about a month. Um, and when we think of the sun, the sun is consistency. The sun shows up every day in a very similar way and in doing so brings life to the planet. So when we think of your sun sign or anyone's sun sign, that is how you are learning consistency. And it's kind of like our masculine energies in a way, um, not like our harsh masculine energies, but just like how we consistently show up, how we consistently live in our purpose. So for example, you as a Cancer sun, you consistently show up in a way that is sorry you consistently show up in a way that is very nurturing and caring and quite intuitive and gentle and that's how you give your light to the planet so sun sign is essentially then how we're how we look uh not so much how you look but it's how you show up how we show up in the world yes how you show up in the world. so the characteristics or the traits of how we show up in the world yes okay so that's our sun sign 
It what? can also sort of represent our relationship with our dad. It can also be sometimes our oh. dad sees us as our sun sign. Oh, interesting. And our mum sees us as our moon sign. Why? Um, well, the sun sort of also represents our paternal energy a little bit, like um, and how the masculine sees us, how we're seen by the masculine, and yeah, especially dads. Because sun is masculine energy and yeah. moon is female energy. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so that's our sun sign. What about our moon sign? Um, so our moon sign is more who we are. I guess you can think of it like when the sun goes down, um, the moon sign is sort of who we are around the people that we're closest to. It's more closer to our heart. It's less about who we show up as and who like we come into. So when no one's around, what do you need to feel nurtured and cared for? Like what are your root basic needs and your more um, feminine needs and like your more feminine side is sort of more your moon side. Because when we think of the moon, the moon is constantly changing, never really the same. Very true. And um, that's more representative of the feminine. Do you think people are aware of their intrinsic basic needs? They might be aware of their preferences, but do you think people do have that much self-awareness to really know what it is that they need when the world is shut out and no one is around? You know what? I think that we do when we're little and then I think Mm. that we get told that that's wrong and that that's not, like you shouldn't need that. And we live in a society that's so, like, I guess, sun-based. Um, it's so masculine. Very so true, dark, very so, true. Like, yeah, so, like, keep going, keep moving. Um, and that we shut ourselves off from what it is that we need and we just get sold what it is that we should need. Oh, I think that's really important. So we do have an intrinsic awareness of who we are and what it is that we need but we get sold on a completely different narrative for many reasons and we consciously buy into a different reality and then that can dull our awareness of our moon side or that that more quiet, darker side of us that doesn't get as much of the spotlight shone upon it. Yes, yeah, exactly. Okay. And so I think, that's a, I think that's a really beautiful thing that – Um, If astrology can give you one thing, I would say, yeah, learn your moon sign because it can really show you how to self-soothe and what your needs are and where to kind of nurture yourself. And I see this a lot when I read for mums. I'll ask them, like, what's your child's moon sign? And then that's a really beautiful thing that we sort of go into is talking about how they can meet their child's needs. And whenever we talk about it, they're always like, oh, of course. It's like they're not throwing temper tantrums for no reason. It's just because we have different moon signs to our mums maybe. They give you love and nurture you in the way that they need, but it might not be in the way that you need. And it's probably so important to know, for example, the closest people you have in your life to you, their moon sign. So what's my partner's moon sign? What's my closest friend's moon sign? So that I can really show up for them in a way that suits their intrinsic needs rather than just playing off their outward-facing world sun sign and what they're presenting in the yes, physical. absolutely. Oh, I love that. That is so wise. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so finally we've got our sun, our outward expression into the world. Yes. We've got our moon, our intrinsic basic needs, and then we've got our rising sign. So what's a rising sign? So our rising sign is fun because our rising sign is a few things. There's so much discourse in astrology about what the rising sign is. Okay. Um, on a more surface level, people say that the rising sign is what you look like. Um, which I think can be true, some, like it is true, but it's more deep than that. Your rising sign is the sign that was literally on the most easterly point of the horizon at the point of your birth. 
Um, and so what it really represents is it's what yeah how we come across to other people when they first meet us, but it's also who we're kind of rising into as we mature and grow up. Um, so for example, um, you are a Sagittarius rising. So Sagittarius risings ruled by Jupiter, like big personalities. When people first meet you, they actually think you probably have quite a big personality. And then as they get to know you, they're like, oh, you're actually quite shy. And maybe, <laughs> sorry, if you don't want that said on the podcast. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's so true. I think, yeah, let, like as to give people an example, let's go into you know, my chart just because I'm sitting in front of you yeah. at the moment. But um, so it's, I, and I love that whole thing of the, your rising sign is important because it's who you're rising to be. And obviously at the Light Path podcast, but also the collective, anyone who interacts with us who work there knows that this is what we're about. At its core, we are about illuminating people's potential and greatness and most highest vibration self and we're always rising yeah so in astrology knowing our rising sign what information will that give us i think what's really interesting about a rising rising sign then also sets up the rest of your chart which is really important oh um but in itself knowing your rising sign is such a permission slip i think because a rising sign is often the energy that we don't really like to step into until we're given permission to do that um so it could be something that you've maybe been shunned for in the past it's like oh you know if maybe when you're a little girl i don't know if this is true but it's true for my rising sign mm-hmm. maybe as a little girl people were like oh because i'm like shush like don't just <laughs> and so mm-hmm. then you know you showing up and being a bit you know more of a or maybe did you ever get like stop being a know-it-all? Did I stop being a know-it-all? I just I, I remember getting told I didn't know too much. I probably wasn't the brightest <laughs> um, tool in the shed when I was younger. But everyone develops, you know, so differently. And I don't think that I'm in. You know, I think I'm quite intelligent now. But um, did I get shunned for that? Yeah, like I was loud. <laughs> I was a middle child too, so that probably plays into the dynamics of of how I may have stepped into my rising might not have been the most uh alluring to other people because it was probably more attention seeking um as a little girl than it was authentic yeah of course that makes sense interesting interesting so let's just quickly go through my basic astrology 101 then how my sun my moon and my rising gives that whole version of myself and perhaps tells the story of how I ended up here really uh, on a podcast forum speaking to people in this way um yeah so my son is cancer yeah, so you're cancer sun a Taurus moon and a Sagittarius rising mm-hmm. um I think the way that that really so those are kind of more like the basics of your personality and your needs really okay so then when we talk about like our life purpose and like um you know what we feel called to do and even how our brain works that's sort of different sort of stuff okay um so like I think it's I love that you're on a podcast finally and that you're <laughs> starting this and you're you know going and doing these things that's very much like your Leo Mercury and like how they kind of play together um but in terms of how your sun, moon, and rising show up in, like, how I see you, mm-hmm. um, I love, like, your Sagittarius rising comes in because you have this beautiful um, Cancer and Taurus that's making you very deep and gentle and, like, nurturing. But then the kind of Sagittarius comes in, and I've seen this, and people say this to you on Instagram all the time, and it's like, 
you're kind of a badass <laughs> and it's like you're very gentle but then you know when to be like okay now just come up I know yeah I do yeah I do have that side of me I think that it's it's sometimes has made me in the past without this knowledge of myself through the that lens of astrology or that wisdom of astrology not understanding that you can be nurturing yet also you know structured and to the point at the same time because they kind of feel like combative energies in a little way Um, And maybe now at this point in my life, I'm really finding a way to embody both of those essences at the same time. So prior to um, obviously working in this field, I was a kindergarten teacher for a very long time. So there's so much scope there to be that nurturing and that soft side, but there's not so much, (laughs) well, there is in the discipline of the children, but in terms of you know being who I truly am and just being to the point and get on with it it can be quite jarring to maybe the parents that I dealt with or the staff that I dealt with because they expect to see you embody the nurturing all the time yeah exactly especially because as well as the Sagittarius like the Sagittarius rising comes in and you are very intelligent and you have big thoughts, you have big things that you want to share and give to the world. And they probably were maybe a little bit too big for like the little kindergarten brains. Mm. And so that sometimes you would be getting like a little bit frustrated, but then you, like, well, not with them, but just, you know, understimulated maybe. Yeah, um, maybe. And then, but it was like, and then on the other side, if you were to teach, you know, high school or something, you wouldn't be able to be as nurturing and gentle or whatever. No, I, I am definitely not suited to speaking to teenagers. <laughs> I find them really frustrating. Really? Yeah, I really do. So how does my um, moon sign play into all of this? So my intrinsic needs as, as a Taurian moon? Yeah, okay. Um, so I think like as a Taurus moon, it's it's interesting because you really have this need for stability in mm. a way and like connection and to kind of go back to basics of like how to live in a human body and have a human life kind of thing and so as a tourist moon you almost do want to simplify a little bit and it does kind of go against then the Sagittarius rising because you want to be getting a message out there and talking to people but I think the Taurus moon is like, but it has to be important. Otherwise, what's the point? Okay. So when I when I kind of filter all that information down and try to conceptualize it in my mind, it almost gives me permission personally to be that nurturer, that intuitive that the Cancerian sun calls me to be. It gives me the justification of the fact that I do need security and stability in my life. I love to know where I'm at. I love to know who I'm with. My home is super important to me as that stable force. Yet to push myself a little bit and to be more public facing, something that I have avoided for a very, very long time, but to know it's part of my dharma or who I am uh, maybe gives me a little bit of confidence, but maybe for me a little bit more of a push to be like, okay, come on, hurry up, get out there. Yeah. And I think as well, like giving yourself, you know, the push, but also the permission slip that you need to go at your own pace and make sure that you always do have some something in place so that you do feel safe as well. Because if you don't feel safe, your choice moon's going to come straight in and be like, no, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Uh, That's so funny because I've said that about 
pretty much every step of my business. So originally I was like, no, I'm not going into doing readings for people and being medium. No. And then I did. And then I was like, oh, but I will stay in teaching and I will do this on the side. And then that has flipped. And then I've got to be public facing. No, I can actually just have a brand and I don't have to be part of that. And now here I am, um, you know, forefront of this beautiful community and finally out there in in public, uh, for want of a better word. Uh, So I have lived that um, reality of that Taurus rising, you know, wanting to be safe and practical with it. Yeah, the Taurus moon side. Oh, sorry. The, yeah, sorry. The Taurus <laughs> moon side of me that's wanted to, to keep really safe and secure. Yeah, and I think, though, it is just about also nurturing that. So it's not being like, no, like, to hell with safety. Let's just do whatever I want to do. Like, it's like, no, no, make sure you've got, you know, you've got to work from the ground out. So make sure the things are in place for you to be safe while you go. I guess knowing this also make really helps inform any decisions I make and that's what I love about working with you in in this way and in, in the in astrology getting a really basic understanding and a reminder of that helps structure the way I want to move forward in any aspect of my life feel it know it intuitively go for it but have that safety structure and it will always then be right and aligned for me absolutely absolutely and I think as well I do want to just say this astrology should always be how do I get here not can I get there so never look at it never go to an astrologer or do anything like that from a place and if any astrologer is saying no no you can't do this because it's not in your birth chart go find a different one because they should always be looking at it in a place of how can we get you there using the skills and the you know the talents and the needs of what your soul came down here with in your birth chart love that love that and so if you're maybe coming up against something it's probably a great time to see an astrologer and say you know I just kind of maybe need coaching through the lens of my birth chart because I'm struggling with this thing yeah oh love that absolutely love that and, and that really helps I guess lighten our path and makes us feel more safe upon it of course yeah absolutely so growing up my um, relationship with astrology was literally reading my horoscope um and we have personally discussed this in the past but I really want you to share with who's listening maybe uh your views on horoscopes and how that works in the realm of astrology okay so for the most part I think the horoscopes that we sort of grew up with um they're not they're not great um I don't even think the people writing them were astrologers or really knew anything um okay even even now, um, I would be wary of, astro- of horoscopes and like, I'm not going to say it be- to absolutely not read any horoscope, um, but just be mindful because if it's, it's hard, it is really hard, but. Why? Because it, it only is based on your sun sign and we're so much more than that. Or is it because, astro- is it astrology's job to predict future? Is it anyone's really job to predict so. future? No, I don't okay. think so. Um, and I think if it's coming from a horoscope of like this week X, Y, and Z will happen to you, uh, that's not like, no, (laughs) um, you can't really read that. But if it's going, if you're reading a horoscope that is very gentle and vague, and it's just like part of your routine to, you know, check something that says this week, be mindful of being caring to the people around you. 
Sure. Is it though, isn't horoscopes really though looking at the planet placements as it is in that particular time and then because of your sun sign, how that might affect you, for example. So let's just say your sun sign is um, Sagittarius and that though Sagittarius loves an adventure and, and loves to go out there and we're in Mercury retrograde right now. So it's probably not a great time to start heaps of new things and to go on your adventures. Yeah. Um, okay, so first of all, if I think the hard thing about horoscopes is you want to be reading them from someone who's actually an astrologer if you are going to read a horoscope. So the horoscopes you get in the papers and stuff, you shouldn't really be reading. Like, are they a real astrologer or are they just making stuff up? Um, but if you are going to read a horoscope, read it for your rising sign because that is where they're going to put the, the planets in terms of, like, in your houses. Good tip. So it's not as if you have to give up um horoscopes if that's something that you really like to tap into but maybe just be mindful to read your rising sign it may be a little more accurate guidance for you at that time yes okay nice so we're never going to see horoscopes from you because it's not the in in the essence of the how you wish to use astrology to help people rise into their potential and their greatness and to move and walk along a path that is right for them yeah absolutely that's so perfect thank you so yes amazing to understand that and i think it's good to challenge ourselves and our concepts and just because we've always known it does that always have to be the way and i think that that's also a really important part of anyone's path to to challenge what was and if it still works great and if it doesn't let's figure out why and let's if we still want it let's figure out a way to make it more effective and work for us okay great well Thank you so much for shining a light on that. And I think from this, you know, I always learn something new when it comes to understanding what a sun sign, a moon sign and a rising sign represents. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with us. No, thank you so much for having me. This is so fun. <laughs> Where can people find you if they do wish to work with you? Um, so I am on the Light Path Collective website. Um, it will be under a tab that sort of says astrology with Gabrielle or something. Yeah, so under services, you can definitely find Gabrielle or you can just email her direct at, or you actually can book direct with Gabrielle. Yeah. So go to lightpath.com and you'll find her there. Yep. Yeah, um, I'm also, I have Instagram. Um, so my Instagram is just Gabrielle Wright Astrology. Um, but if you follow the light path, I'm sure it won't take you too long to find something I'm tagged in. Um, and yeah, I think that is how to find me. Perfect. Thank you so much. We'll pop all that in the show notes, but again, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing your wisdom. Thank you so much. Have a lovely day. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the light path podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.